Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your protection and comfort during this precarious time and dangerous season. As we enter Wednesday, the midday of the week, we ask you to enter into the middle of our hearts and our minds with your words. Enlighten us and empower us so that we can be more than survivors. We want to shine the glory of your Son and our Savior. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Yesterday, we saw Paul, uh, Peter's biblically rich and pastorally warm greeting in which Peter called the Gentile Christians or believers as his fellow elect and exiles of God. Today, we will read and reflect on his thanksgiving. So let's read in chapter 1, verse 3 to 9. Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of a greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, salvation of your souls. I find the three things that stand out in Peter's initial thanksgiving. First, Peter praised God for the new birth, which gives a living hope and everlasting inheritance. Birth is very important. Where and which family you are born is incredibly important to one's life and well-being. Especially Peter's time was when the social classes and economic material life were closely related and almost determined by its rigid social classism. If you are born in a slave family, you will be automatically a slave for the rest of your life. You are born in the rich aristocrat's family, you will have privileges, prestiges, and powers much easier. Your birth determines your growth, health, and wealth. Today, Peter tells us that in Christ, we have the best birth that gives us the best hope with the everlasting wealth and position. Dear brothers and sisters, we have the same blessings of a supreme birth as the children of Abraham and the heirs of the Messiah. We share the same blood type with the Christ who sprinkled his blood to us, and we share the same last name of Christ. Well, 
That seems to be what Peter is saying here. New Testament scholars think that Peter used the birth metaphor first in his letter because the recipient of his letters were the people of a lower social rank at the time. You know, earlier in greeting, we saw Peter calling his recipient exiles. The Greek word for exiles actually refers to people who are aliens, temporarily resident in another place. And they do not have the same legal right and protection like the citizens of the city. Many Roman historical records shows that these aliens could, be, could easily be forced out of the cities in which they were living or making living. In today's English, these were uh, legal aliens. Uh, the, the main reason that I became a natural citizen is that as a, a resident alien or green card holder, do you know any misdemeanor charge can be a just cause for any green card holder to be deported from the country? That's why when I became a father of two toddlers, I decided to apply to U.S. citizenship. According to New Testament scholars, Peter was comforting his Gentile Christian aliens that he was saying that though you don't have a permanent legal security in the world, you do have permanent eternal security in God as your Father through Jesus Christ. Our security comes from our spiritual birth in Christ. This blessing of the greatest and the most glorious birth leads Peter to the second point. That's a verse 6. In all this, you greatly rejoice. Though now, for a little while, you may have to have suffered griefs in all kinds of trials. For Peter, our joy in God shouldn't be just another joy, but joy or another joy among joys, but a great joy, joy above all joys. So key word here is not rejoice, but greatly rejoice. The Greek word for greatly rejoice is actually one word. Aloimai, agalomai, agalomai, which is a compound word of agan, which means a much, and a haliomai, jump high. So together it means a jump up as high as much as possible. In other words, great rejoice, greatly rejoice, is a giving each other a high five or even belly five. Last night I saw after Bible study, I saw briefly mm -hmm. my beloved Dodgers giving each other a high five for winning the World Series after 32 years. They were greatly rejoicing. When was the last time we gave a belly five or high five to each other? Christ won the greatest victory for you and me, the most glorious everlasting trophy and award for us. Our victory in Christ is much more glorious and everlasting than any World Series. You know, who will, you know, this euphoria of Dodgers, you know, uh, uh, World Series championship, even for Dodgers fans, will last just a few weeks at the best. Peter again tells us, that's why our faith in Christ is so valuable, more valuable than any refined gold. 
And that's what he said in verse 7. These have come to come so that you, the proven genuineness of your faith, a greater worse than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire. Now, lastly, Peter praises God and commands the Gentile Christian for their faith uh, uh, believing Jesus without seeing him. Verse 8, though you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inex inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Probably here, Peter was reminded of Jesus' word to Thomas and all disciples in John chapter 21, 29, when Jesus said, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen, yet have believed. Peter wanted to congratulate these Gentile Christians and confirm their trust in Jesus. Peter was saying, Something like this, my dear Gentile brothers and sisters, your faith is greater than mine. I saw everything that we believe, but you believe the Lord without uh, seeing him. I want to tell you that what you believe is absolutely true because I saw his death and resurrection. Everything we confess is a concrete. Congratulations. Your faith is solid. You know, later in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 18, Peter says also this, We ourselves heard this voice that came from the heaven when we were, when we were with Jesus on the sacred mountain. So, as much as Peter was impressed by the faith of a Gentile Christian, he wanted to assure them of a faithfulness and the preciousness of their faith and the faith commitment. I want to say this, Likewise, I am greatly encouraged by faithful brothers and sisters of a forest to God and each other during this pandemic. We should not take each other for granted. Everyone who shows up house church every Friday or Saturday and also Sunday worship, let us really thank God for each other and each other's commitment to the Lord and each other's encouragement. And let us assure each other that our faith commitment is worth of everything. Everything. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for the living hope that you gave us through your only Son and eternal Word of God, Jesus Christ. He gave us the living hope through his faith, death and resurrection. We thank you for the living hope and the riches inheritance. While everyone, including the rulers and the rich billionaires, lose their inheritance and influence upon their faith, we know our inheritance is everlasting and ever increasing every day. Help us rejoice greatly in your love today. Help us to be faithful and joyful children of God in these dark times. In the most hopeful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.